Good morning and welcome to Conversations with Buddy. We record these podcasts at the Rec Podcast Recording Studio here in Kaiser, Oregon. We drop a new podcast every Friday morning with a new story that will impact someone, and we hope that someone is you. Please take a moment to give us a review, uh, hit the subscribe button, and also share this on your favorite uh, social media platform, Facebook, Instagram. We want to get these messages out to the people and to impact the people one testimony at a time. This morning, I have a guest, and his name is David Prosser. Welcome, David. Thank you, buddy. Hey, thanks for being here this morning. It's going to be great. I can't wait to uh, just hear your story. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Honored to be on here. Well, I'm going to take a quick moment um, and just introduce you, tell a little bit about you, and then we're going to dive deep and hear more about you. The good, bad, and the ugly, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what I know about you. Your husband, what's your wife's name? Emma. Emma. Your dad, new dad. Yeah, six-month-old baby at home named Magnolia. Magnolia. She, has, he cha- has she changed your life? Oh, yeah. I was kind of reflecting on it this morning because mm. I had a picture pop up with her in the hospital. So, yeah, yeah. day old. And just looking at that picture, it's like, yeah, everything everything's changed. What's it mean to be a dad? Just a side note. I just want to hear. Yeah. Well, um, I, th- I think of it as just uh, a responsibility Part of what I've been thinking lately, too, is is that's a, another way that we just have a legacy and how that's passed on. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just, I just look at it as a, a great opportunity uh, to show her what a loving father is. Um, and, and that could be a way that can connect her to her heavenly father. So wow. I just think there's a huge importance uh, on the role of fathers. Um, and in, in the world today, yeah. it's, it's kind of lacking. So um, definitely want to just be a good example yeah. and, and not have uh, her grow up with any sort of father fracture and, and, and know a loving father because she has one in heaven. Amen. Hey, that's well said. That is a big responsibility, having having kids and bringing them up in this world that we yeah. live in today. But you're part of FCA. What is FCA? Yeah, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Okay, we'll talk about that a little bit. I know that you went to Sprague High School. You graduated in, what, 2016? Yep. Was football your main sport? Uh, it was, yeah, kind of my main sport, but I wouldn't say it was my favorite sport. Ooh. Basketball was definitely my favorite sport, um, but just, yeah, the size that God blessed me with I wasn't going to make it far in, in <laughs> basketball, so I okay. definitely had the football body. All right. <laughs> so that means you went to college and played football for at least a couple years in college. Yeah, yeah I played three years. At, three years. Yeah. Got it. Let's see. Uh, you're a super positive guy, even though uh, there's been some difficult circumstances. You've had five knee surgeries. Yeah. I'm sure football has something to do with that. Yep. <laughs> you say that you're a big nerd. Uh, you're a computer science major at George Fox University. Mm-hmm. Uh, your personal vision is to see everyone enter into an intimate, growing relationship with Jesus through scripture, worship, and prayer. Yeah. Does that sound about right? Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, hey, walk us through a little bit. Um, where were you born at? Yeah, I was born in Tucson, Arizona. Um, so that's where, yeah, I, I call it home, even though I uh, moved up, my family moved up to Oregon when I was probably like three or four. So okay. really grew up here in Oregon, yeah. in Salem. Um, but all my extended families down in Arizona, um, it's where my dad and mom met. Um, my dad was in the Air Force. So that's kind of what caused us to move up to okay. Oregon. Um, and yeah, it was it was a move. That was great for us, but we kind of left all of our extended family behind. So mm-hmm. it was just four of us because I have an older brother. So my parents and me and my brother living in, in Oregon. But um, definitely 
was a, a good upbringing and I, I love it here now. Yeah. Like this, this is definitely my home. Okay. So think about Arizona, you probably wish this morning that you were in Arizona because we got, we woke up to snow. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is one thing I, I will always miss is the, the warm weather. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Okay. So you have one sibling, a brother mm-hmm. and he's older than you. Yeah. How much older? Two and a half years older. Okay. Did you guys grow up like rough housing and oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's a, a lot of fighting between us um and picking on each other and, yeah. and he was bigger for a while so he would be a little bit more the physical picking on me and uh-huh. i'd be kind of egging him on uh-huh. uh, but then we we kind of caught up to each other pretty early on so then he didn't pick on me as much because i was uh, the same size as him so gotcha <laughs> how about your relationship today is it different is it better or worse what's oh, the effect yeah it, it's amazing yeah. he's my best friend and wow. uh, just kind of, yeah, partner in life. And, yeah. Uh, I think part of that, what changed it was in high school mm-hmm. um, when we were, he was a senior, I was a sophomore. Okay. Um, we had an amazing opportunity to, to be on the, the same football team and uh, we played the same position. And so um, our offense actually kind of put in a special formation. So we were both tight ends. And so um, we got to both be playing at the same time and on each side of the line. Swear. Uh, yeah. So that, that was just an amazing experience. Like every day at practice, yeah. we'd be next to each other, like doing the same drills, running together. Uh, um, so that, that really kind of bonded us and, and brought us together. Okay. So as a, as a sophomore, you're starting on offense for the varsity team. Yeah. I think just part of that was I, I grew a lot early. So, um, by like seventh grade, I was already six foot tall and mm. <laughs> kind of stopped growing shortly after that, but yeah. always had, yeah, pretty good. As long as you catch that. a ball, man, you're good to go. Yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. Okay. So you, you grew up, are you born in Arizona and moved to Oregon? Your dad was military. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I did not know that about yeah. your dad. So thank you, sir, for serving. Yeah. Um, how long was your dad in the military? Uh, he was over 20 years um, and then retired and so now he's he's still working with the Oregon National Guard. Okay. Um yeah, he, he worked for the Air National Guard for a while and yeah. um yeah, now he, he just works as a civilian kind of yeah. in the same role. So Okay. And then your brother also lives local? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, lives in, in South Salem too. Very cool. It's yeah. awesome. All right, so you go to Sprague High School, um you go to George Fox, you played football, basketball, yeah. but you played football in college. Mm-hmm. So I know you had some rough times um uh, did your knee surgery start in high school or was that only in college? Yeah, actually, the, the very first time I uh, had knee surgery, it tore ACL and meniscus in my left knee, and that was as an eighth grader, so before high school. Football? Uh, that was actually playing basketball, so that's kind of what kicked off uh, the, the bad knees, but okay. uh, most of the injuries were from football. Yeah. Yeah. Man, ACL and meniscus, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. That wasn't a good year. Yeah, I mean, even, even through that, um, and at an early age, I kind of just looked at it as as a challenge and mm. um, never really, you know, doubted what was happening, mm-hmm. uh, but just like, okay, like this is what's in front of me now and just got to go through physical therapy, do all yeah. the right things, and, and then I can get back to doing what I love, playing sports. Yeah. So you must have been pretty competitive, would you say? Oh, yeah. Very, <laughs> very competitive. <laughs> love it. Okay. So then you graduate from Sprague, you go to George Fox. What made you go to George Fox? What, of, of all colleges you can go to, why that one? Yeah. Um, part of it was there was the opportunity to play football there. Um, but that I don't think really was the, the driving factor because like it, was, it would have been great to continue to play football, but mm-hmm. um, it wasn't really like, you know, the the love, my passion. And um, so it was just it was a fun opportunity. I wanted to keep playing sports yeah. um, and I had opportunity there. 
Uh, but really kind of what was the driving factor, which, you know, plays a huge part of my testimony. But uh, my senior year, FCA actually came to Sprague for the first time. Okay. And I wanted to get involved with this club because uh, I grew up Christian. So I, I had this, you know, underlying faith. It wasn't very deep because just in my younger years um, with sports kind of being my focus, like I wasn't really a part of any youth groups or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I, I, I was Christian, but didn't really have much of like a personal walk of faith. Yeah. I was more of like, you know, I, I go to church because my parents are saying we're going to church. Yeah. It wasn't really, you know, my desire. But when I, I found this thing where it was, it was combining sports, which is a huge passion of mine, and also my faith, I was like, okay, I want to learn more about this. And mm. so I kind of um, took a little bit of a leadership role in that, um, just probably because I was one of the seniors and um, just shared a, a few devotionals at lunch. And so then it was kind of like this was my first personal steps and, mm. and I was kind of wanting to to grow. So um, that played a huge role and it was like, okay, here's this Christian university. I can continue to grow in my faith. Um, that's that's definitely the direction I wanted to go. So yeah. that's why I chose George Fox. Cool. So then you go to George Fox. Um, you play football. Yeah. You said three years. Yeah. So walk us through that journey. I know there's a story in that one there. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about that, where you started and kind of why it ended at your third year instead of going that fourth year. Because I think that was a Maybe mm-hmm. a transitional point of your yeah, life. Is that, is that true? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, I really, I, I did love football. Like I said, it wasn't my, my passion, my favorite sport, but definitely love football. So that was going in, like I was, I was pumped. I was ready. Um, but then I quickly realized like it, it's a lot more demanding in college and even at George Fox at division three level, like a lot of the people that are playing are playing because it's their passion, like mm-hmm. what they love. And so I didn't really have that as much. Um, so when I, you know, started going through the grind and, and practicing every day, like long days, and then having school on top of that, working a part-time job, just going through college, like there's a lot. And so, um, it, it definitely started weighing on me. Um, I feel like there was a little bit of a burnout and that was probably like sophomore going into junior year, like freshman year i'm just a freshman so i'm just trying yeah. to figure things out right uh, but yeah so it was it was getting challenging and just every day at practice like it was just such a grind and, and i was feeling my body kind of wearing down um because i yeah i already had two knee surgeries at that point because mm. I, I tore my acl meniscus in my other knee um when i was a junior in high school Wow. so yeah i already had some injuries and um it was just it was just a, a struggle kind of going through these long seasons but I was just I was pretty I don't know if it was just stubborn or determined but I was like I started this I I have to see this through because just the kind of how college football works like your your freshman class you're gonna have a huge class but by the time you graduate there's maybe like 10 15 that stuck around because you really got to love it to to do it for four years and just how how tough it is so I was just wanting to see it through like I guess I didn't really necessarily want to keep playing because I loved it, but I was like, I started this, I have to finish this. Um, but then my junior year is kind of when things had changed because uh, I was spring ball going into what would be my senior year final mm-hmm. football season. And I, I was having fun. Like I, I finally started to get some playing time and um, just there was a good group of guys. Like I, I did love my experience and everything, you know, besides the physical part. Uh, but the coaches were amazing at George Fox and my teammates were awesome. Like it was an awesome experience. Um, but then junior year spring practice, I injured my knee again. 
And so it didn't seem like it was going to be that significant of a knee injury. It was just some torn meniscus. Uh, but since I had already torn meniscus in that knee, it was like, okay, we'll see how this surgery goes. We're just going to try to trim it out. Um, I'll rehab over the summer, try to see if I can recover for the beginning of camp and my senior season. Uh, but over that that summer, um, going into senior year, I wasn't able to recover. Hmm. So what happened was I needed to have a meniscus transplant in my right knee. And that's a two-year recover from surgery. Wow. So, a meniscus transplant. Never yeah. heard of that one before. Yeah. yeah. They, and it's kind of a, a process. Like they, yeah. they do some imaging on your knee, um, map it out, and then you kind of get put on a list till you get a match for the, the shape of your meniscus. And so, it's like a, a, a kidney or mm-hmm. heart transplant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a meniscus transplant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I had to wait for a match and then got a, a cadaver's knee, um, meniscus in my knee and and yeah, after that, I mean, I'm, I'm recovering now and it, it's doing good, yeah. but there was definitely a, a long road to recovery. So that ended my, my football playing career. Um, but really like looking back on it now, like this is kind of, yeah, the, like you said, the pivotal point of, mm. of my testimony, because what I see now looking back is even though football wasn't, you know, my love, my passion, it was kind of becoming my idol and all my time and energy because I mean, doing a college sports is so demanding of, of your time and energy, but everything went into football. And so what I said earlier was I went to George Fox to, to grow in my faith. Well, I went there kind of just thinking, you know, being surrounded by faith, my faith would grow. But what I was missing was putting in the effort. So, right. yeah, I still was even even at a, a college um, that's a Christian college. I was still kind of wandering a little bit, wasn't really in that uh, relationship with Jesus yet. Um, so then, yeah, now this injury happens. It, it did shake me up quite a bit and it was kind of a low point. Um, but yeah, now seeing it, it was, I think, God kind of using that as as taking away what was becoming my idol. Mm-hmm. So there's no more football. Like, <laughs> yeah. my time, energy, it wasn't able to play anymore. So yeah. like he, he kind of just took it all away from me. Uh, and, and luckily, though, that's kind of also when Emma came into my life. We, we got together and... Um, she was like, okay, one of the most important things we need to do is find a church and start you guys, to go so to church. Pause for just one sec. Yeah. Um, let me just say this here. The two words I heard you say was stubborn and determined. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the same word in a different format. Determined yeah. would be like the positive view of something. Stubborn is, hey, you're stubborn. That might be a negative. Yeah. But stubborn and determined, whatever we're doing, God still has a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. And and whatever he wants to do, he's going to accomplish no matter how tough that we think we are, how determined we think we are, God still had a plan for you. Okay, so you're heading into your senior year. Are you dating Emma at this time, or what, is this? Uh, and then how do how do you guys actually get married? So walk okay, me yeah. through college football, and then meeting Emma and getting married. What's that look like? Yeah, so we actually met um, at the just the part time job I was working at. I was working in the Woodburn Outlet Malls at Under Armour, and so we met. She was working there, um, and kind of have a, a crazy story because we had worked there at the same time for about three years, but we were always missing each other because I would not be working during football season. And that's when she would be there. And then um, she would go for like three months at a time overseas to Germany to to stay with some family and, and nanny for them. So that just happened to be the the time I was actually working there. So yeah, we didn't finally work together until uh, 2018. So my junior year of college, and it was just kind of an immediate connection. And mm. so uh, we started dating uh, and then 
I found out two weeks later she was going to Germany for three months. <laughs> so that was a, a challenging way to start a relationship, yeah. but it was also just really good because we were able to just communicate, mm. um, work on communication, a lot of just phone calls, FaceTimes. And yeah. There was like an eight hour time difference. So it'd be like, I was waking up, she was going to bed, but yeah, yeah we were still able to, to get through it. And, yeah. Thank yeah. God for FaceTime and yeah. video chatting, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That got us through it. Yeah. And those early moments of learning how to communicate, where communication really is important. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of emotion because you, you like the girl and yeah, and uh, now you have to just communicate. You can't necessarily be with her. So Yeah. Okay. So she goes to Germany during, she's also the same year, like she's a senior as well? Uh, no. So she's a couple. Uh, a year and like six months older than me. Okay. Yeah. So, so. she's already graduated by this time. Uh, well, she didn't go to college. She she did a little bit of like a cosmetic school for Got a year. It. Okay. And then yeah, she was just working full gotcha. time. So she didn't go to George Fox. Okay. Yeah, no. Made that assumption, but that's not a good assumption. Yeah. Never assume. <laughs> okay. Very cool. So how long after you meet her do you guys get married? Yeah, we dated for about a year and a half, and then we were engaged. Yeah. And only engaged for probably like six months. So um, went pretty quickly because we just kind of knew from the beginning mm. that this is who God had for us. And um, it was, yeah, we knew pretty early on. So yeah. we kind of didn't want to waste too much time. And we're, like, yeah. we're both ready for this. We're like, ready. We, we know where we're going to be. So like why have too much time in between? So yeah, we got married in August of 2020. Cool. August of 2020. What day in August? August 8th. August 8th. Okay. My daughter got married the month before you okay. of uh, 2020, which was interesting because nice. that was kind of the early yeah. stage of COVID and <laughs> you can't have a wedding or you can't have more than yeah. 25 people there. Yeah. What's interesting that you you guys, most guys, I'll just, I'm going to pick on the guys for a moment. Mm -hmm. We don't like to commit, you know. Yeah. I see a lot of guys dating their girlfriend for four, five, six years, seven years. I've heard lots of stories. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm encouraged that you you found the girl, and a year and a half later, you're engaged. Yeah. And shortly after, you're married. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So good job, David. <laughs> Probably need to teach a few men how to step up their game a little bit. Yeah. So, okay. So you graduate, you get married uh, in August of 2020. Mm -hmm. How long until you guys decide to have a baby? Well, I guess- you had uh, yeah. your little girl recently. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely wanted to wait a little bit, um, just enjoy married life and, and grow in, in our relationship and uh, just continue to, to get closer. So it, it was uh, almost two years um, before we were like, you know, we're ready. But that was it once we, we had her. But so, yeah, it was about yeah. a year and a half and we're like, okay, I think now we're ready because yeah. we, we would love to have a bigger family if that's what God has for us and, and blesses us with that. So we're like, well, we gotta, we gotta start sometime. So start <laughs> we're, right we're now. Ready, let, yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah, that's good. You know, being a dad, um, it's pretty cool. You know, I'm sure it changed your life and mm -hmm. I'm sure she, she's uh, daddy's little girl. Oh yeah. Are you pretty protective over her? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. so cool. You know, learning how to, you know, train up your daughter in the way she should go, mm -hmm. you know, that God has a plan for her life. Yeah. How do you do that? What's that look like to you? Yeah. I think really kind of the way I've been looking at that is she'll just 
learn and observe from me. So um, mm. what's what's most important is just my relationship with God and and how I model that to her. Um, and same thing with my wife. Like that's the exact same. We're on the same page with that. Like we want to mm. really show her and yeah. not just tell her. Um, so really kind of her growing up, like she knows what prayer is because we pray all the time. She reads the Bible because we read it to her and, and she knows that we love reading it. So um, just leave living that example for her. Mm. That's a lesson because I think a lot of us parents, we, you know, I don't know about you, but a lot of our parents, you know, is do as I say, not as mm-hmm. I do. It's, you know, one of the things, you know, and like you, I wanted to be a dad who actually modeled. And by the way, I'm not perfect, nor yeah. are you. And, yeah. and our kids know that. But they know that love conquers all that. Mm-hmm. You know, co- love conquers sin. And she's actually watching what you do, not what you say. So the yeah. fact that you actually are aware of that is pretty cool. That, yeah. and she'll. And by the way, if she's ever misbehaving, <laughs> you might actually look in the mirror and see what it mm-hmm. is that you're doing. Yeah. Maybe that's not the way it should be done. Yeah. So just that's that was my observation for me. Is a lot of times it was my leadership skills or my lack of my leadership yeah. skills. So. That's cool. Well, I noticed that you you said you were a computer science major. You know, when you got out of college, you know, what was your goal? Because mm-hmm. we're gonna that's gonna lead us into what you're doing today, and that's yeah. really the story, your yeah. story. But why computer science? What was that about? Yeah, I just I loved computers and and technology kind of growing up, and I actually went to George Fox not knowing what I was going to do. So I actually started out as just a business major because yeah. I was like, that's pretty generic. I can go a lot of different ways with that. Um, I'm sure I'll find something I like, <laughs> but it was after my, my first semester, I was like, okay, this, this isn't what I want to do. Hmm. Um, and I just learned a little bit more. I think it was through one of my like business classes, you had to interview, uh, some of like the heads of different departments. And then I, so I interviewed the, the head, the head of the computer science department and just hearing what he was talking about and what they are teaching. I was like, okay, this definitely interests me. It's something I want to do. So, yeah. um, that's when I. I switched majors and, and I did a information systems major. So it's kind of, uh, it, it's computer science and business, a little bit mixed, mm-hmm. uh, but also it's just pretty broad across the, the computer science um, just field. So I, I did a lot of coding, web design, um, some network stuff, cybersecurity. So I kind of got a little bit of experience in all of those things. Mm. But yeah, it was just, I loved it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, let's segue a little bit into kind of really the story, your story, yeah. like where you're at today, what you're doing. You're part of FCA, yeah, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I want to really hear the story about what FCA is. I've, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've obviously, uh, I support you yeah. uh, through prayer and some financial stuff. Mm-hmm. And talk to us about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know you started it in high school yeah, and you kind of went away and went to college and then you came back to it. So walk us through kind of your journey mm-hmm. and then we'll hit you up on some, maybe some Bible verses that you know. Yeah. So <laughs> love it. Yeah. Well, that's definitely wasn't kind of the plan I thought um, was going to unfold. And so coming out of college, I, I got a job uh, pretty soon at the Oregon National Guard. My dad helped uh, me get a job there. So I was working in the IT department there. Uh, and that was what I thought my career was. My plan was work there, get some experience, and then I can, you know, go find another high-paying job, take care of my family. Uh, but yeah, God definitely had a different plan, and He started really moving in my life. Um, I would say right as I was graduating from college, and 
what played a, a huge, like pivotal role in this was actually a week before we got married, Emma and I were baptized together. Um, and that was one of like the best experiences wow. entering into marriage just on the same page and like living these new lives and wanting to That's leave everything man. behind. Yeah. Yeah. So like th- this was kind of just a season of just a lot of spiritual growth and, and really kind of why that was happening was when Emma was like, we need to find a church. Um, we got plugged into church on the Hill cause she had been going there for a few years. And as soon as I went there for like the, the very first service, there was, I felt like a shift in my heart where like previously I knew I needed to go to church, but it wasn't really, I want to go to church. <laughs> but when I went there, I was like, okay, this felt different. And I actually want to go again. Mm. So yeah, we started just going regularly, um, church in the Hill. We started volunteering and serving in other areas. And I think that's really kind of what started, um, just this rapid growth of right. faith. And so, yeah, we were serving pretty much in every area we can, just really trying to get plugged into the community. Yeah. And so that's kind of what led us on this journey to, to get baptized together a week before our wedding. Hmm. And then this is like where just the story gets really crazy and, and how you know that this is what God wanted and he had his hand in all of this. Uh, like the week or so after that, they announced the new middle school youth pastor, and that was Taylor Wilkins. And Taylor was my FCA leader when I was a senior in high school. Mm. And so, yeah, he we kind of just crossed paths again. And there's even more to the story. Like we're throughout the years, like after graduating high school, we would, you know, kind of constantly cross paths in just the craziest places. So I kind of had recognized this and, and thought, okay, there's there's got to be some reason why I keep running into this guy. Uh, but yeah, when they announced him as the the new middle school youth pastor, I just kind of uh, knew right away and felt God saying like, whatever he's doing, get involved and serve with him. Mm-hmm. So even that that service, I, I looked over to Emma. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be on the middle school youth team this year. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I joined uh, the youth group, was a small group leader. And that's kind of where I, I found that I have a heart for youth and for ministry because I mm. never really had that uh, experience before. Yeah. never was a part of that. So uh, that was, yeah, kind of the beginning of wanting more. But also what really kind of changed my life was uh, after every youth group, uh, there would just be a small handful of leaders that we'd go back you know, into the, kind of the back room in the church and just have these worship nights. And we would be back there for two, three hours, like just... Yeah, that was that was really where I felt like first time felt the presence of God mm. and just amazing miracles, like crazy things were happening. And that's kind of what really lit a fire in, in my heart and wanting to just pursue Jesus and nothing else and just really lay down my life. Um, so that's kind of what started this this prayer that I prayed for a month or so Um I'm just yeah asking God like whatever you want in my life like I I will lay down my life I'll quit my job I will go overseas if that's where you want me to go like whatever you want like I I will do it um, and so yeah after a, a few weeks of praying that uh, he actually answered that which <laughs> I learned uh, you gotta be careful praying those dangerous prayers careful what you pray for man do you yeah. really mean what you say yeah yeah, yeah. so um, and it, it's just crazy too because. Taylor, who I'm now serving with in, in the middle school youth group, he's still on staff with FCA. He's been on staff for like the past eight years. Yeah. So he's like this direct connection that I have with FCA. Yeah. But it was actually another friend from church who called me randomly one day and said, hey, have you ever thought of working for FCA? And I was at first like, no, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm only been working in IT 
for like six months. And this is my career. Like I, I gotta, gotta be here for a couple of years at least. Um, but yeah, I, I just was like, no, I haven't thought about that, but I, I have an experience with, it and I really enjoyed FCA. So I, I just told him that, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, hear more information about this. And so he set me up with a meeting with Pat Bailey. And, Pat Bailey, yeah, man, love it. Oh yeah, uh, and guy's a stud. Yeah, from when I first met him and just talked a little bit more about FCA, I kind of just knew I was like, okay, like this is answering that prayer. This is what God's leading me to. Um, so yeah, it wasn't really as much of a decision, just more kind of processing mm-hmm. and like, oh, okay, so this is the direction I'm supposed to go in life. Because yeah. um, you so, prayed, Lord, yeah, yeah. show me the way. I'm willing to die, lay down my life for yeah. you. Okay, it's time. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was about seven months that I worked uh, at the Oregon National Guard in IT, and then I felt that call to ministry. So then I, I quit that job in uh, July of 2021, um, and then started full time fundraising because FCA is a, a support raise position. Yeah. Uh, so you, they want you to to raise your your first year's budget before you start going to high schools and start um, with like the the on campus mm-hmm. ministry with coaches and athletes. Um, so then I officially got started with FCA official staff uh, in November of 2021 or yeah 2021 yeah 2021 okay so a year and a half roughly yeah give or give or take yeah so and raising support that's that's challenging because it's yeah. not you don't get a paycheck you just got to go raise support and and you have to I, I bet you spend a lot of time praying about that oh yeah yeah so walk me through on, on your shirt it says uh what John 330 mm-hmm. what's that verse say yeah, he must become greater and I must become less. Or other translations, he must increase, but I must decrease. It's mm, a great one. You also, before this podcast, we were talking to a young man out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about your favorite Bible verse, or at least the one this year. Yeah. What is that one? Yeah, that's uh, Joshua 1 9. And uh, yeah, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm going to say amen to that one. Yeah. It's a great one. He's with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And you, you apparently believe that. Is that right? Oh, I need that. Yeah. You need that and you believe that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why that's that's my verse for the year. And I'm praying that often. And you're sticking with yeah, it. He, okay. he gives me the courage I need, the strength mm. I need. And yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. That's incredible. And you're a young guy. I, you know, I think I told you I, I was 28 before I mm-hmm. came to know the Lord. So how do you say 20, 24? 24. You're yeah. 24. Yeah. I was, I was not anywhere at 24. God was still. Well, he's still chipping away, but yeah. he was really chipping away back then. So, now I'm encouraged where you're at, uh, that your commitment to the Lord, the commitment to your wife and yeah. your daughter, uh, your commitment to FCA. What is the next? Uh, you know, on a on a funner note, mm-hmm. let's just say like, you know, do you guys have travel plans? What do you guys do as a family? Uh, maybe having more kids. What does the next five to ten years look like for you guys? Yeah, we uh, we love traveling, so <laughs> that would be something we'd love to do. But yeah, it's it's kind of difficult to plan things out now. Yeah, um, we we will be going next month is my birthday, so I think we're gonna be going to to Ben for like a day or two. Yeah. So that's something we're looking forward to. It's perfect. Yeah, but uh, we we would love to have yeah more kids over the next few years. But really, like we kind of just look at it as uh, just obedience to God and what he's calling us to do right now. Um, and then, yeah, um, it was actually Pat who was encouraging me with this the other day of just mm. like, um, looking at 
the next step that God has for you. Like he, he's shining a light down at our feet just for the mm. next step. Mm. And there's been many times where I, I take my eyes up from the light where he's trying to lead me. And then all I see is darkness and I, I can wander a bit or get lost. So um, that's kind of just been our prayer. So the next few years, like, I don't know what it's going to look like, but yeah. I just, our, our prayers that we're just being obedient to what God has mm. for us and where he's leading us. So, I, I mean, I, I'm hoping that I'm, um, working just with FCA, we're, yeah. we're having camps in Salem, we're yeah. having events. Um, every school here has an FCA presence, every middle school, high school, college. Um, but I, yeah, I just kind of feel like that, that's got God's vision for the city of Salem yeah. and, and Kaiser, Sam Kaiser area, um, just for this unity and, and all becoming you know, just one church, the the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, my, my focus is I guess more on the, the short term and just mm-hmm. what's right in front mm-hmm. of me. Um, but yeah, I just have big visions and big plans uh, for, yeah. for what's coming ahead. Well, I was thinking when you said the Lord shines light on your feet, it reminds me of Psalm 119, 105. The word is a lamp to mm-hmm. my feet and a light to my path. And you're right, man, just uh, focus on the light Yeah, where, you, where it shines brightest. It got to lead you. Yes, this is pretty awesome, man, where uh, it almost feels like you're not really too worried about the future. You're just focused on the present and being yeah. being right here, right now. And, you know, being part of FCA, what I want to really ask for the, the audience is, mm-hmm. how would somebody um, come alongside you? How would they uh, financially support you? How would mm-hmm. they pray for you? How would they get involved in FCA? How would they learn, learn more about what David's doing? Because, dude, you're everywhere. Yeah. I go places. <laughs> I'm pretty involved. Um, but I know that you're involved in a Bible study on Friday mornings. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. You're a young group of guys really paving the way for this community of Salem and mm-hmm. really, and you're at different events. So I really like that you're involved. I mean, it yeah. takes involvement in the community. Yes. Our ministry is to take care of our wife mm-hmm. and our kids. That's the primary ministry. Yeah. But beyond that is there's more work to be done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, so how, how would somebody come alongside you? How do they connect with you and learn more about David? Because you're a good guy, man. Yeah. I like hanging out with you. I really do. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Hey, you too, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to just connect with anyone that is interested in hearing more about FCA. Mm-hmm. Um, just having lunch or coffee with them. Uh, because th- that is a huge part is with FCA. It, we want a partnership. And we, we kind of have a, a small saying where uh, it, it's lead, uh, disciple and partner. So that's uh, a huge part is bringing people into the ministry with yeah, us. Yeah. Uh, and we, we often say like handing off the ministry. So yeah. um, volunteers are, are always kind of a need. And also just like, you know, getting people that, that were in the high schools that I'm at. So um, partnering with people that can come back to their alma mater and, and share mm. their testimony and share what God's done in their life. Um, because when you're in high school, Man, it could be very intimidating what the future holds and and what our mission is uh, with FCA is to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ in this church. Yeah. Um. So these people that can come back and and share with people that may not have this faith or may not uh, know what the future holds, it's like, well, Jesus changed my life and He's guided me to where I'm at now, and and that's like the key part of it. Um. So I think that's just one way where bringing more people into the ministry, we can have these testimonies mm-hmm. to share with high yeah. schoolers. And um, that's that's what we're kind of 
trying to grow right now in the, in the Salem areas is just people involved with the ministry, helping out um, at camps, at events. Um, but also just um, like you said earlier, just a huge part of what I'm, I'm doing right now too is also raising support. So um, to continue to do this ministry, we also need people to partner with us financially to give us the, the funds we need to, to go and, and buy food for these high schoolers when I'm meeting them at lunch for Bible studies and yeah. um, other you know ministry resources and materials. Um, and then um, just through kind of word of mouth, like that's been a, a huge way that we can connect with coaches, teachers at new schools that may not have FCA. Um, and we can, you know, talk about what that partnership looks like. And because really it only takes uh, a coach if he wants to get involved or a teacher that wants to to host what we call huddles, which are just student led mm-hmm. Bible studies. Okay. Um, and so. Once we get a teacher that can host, then we just find a couple of kids uh, that want to have this at their school, that want to grow in faith and, yeah. and study the Bible at lunch or after school, whenever. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be athletes, too. Like, I always want to say that. Like, uh, Pat has a great uh, saying where he says, if you wear sneakers, you're an athlete. You could be a part of FCA. And that was really one of my questions. Is, yeah. Well, a couple of things. Number one, have you gone back to your alma mater, like mm-hmm. Sprague? Yeah. And what about those kids that aren't? necessarily an athlete. I don't play football, baseball, whatever, but you just kind of answered that question. If you wear sneakers, yeah. you're an athlete. Yeah. I like it. So have you gone back to Sprague and reconnected with some some coaches there? Uh, yeah, I I've, I've know a, f- a handful of the coaches. I haven't been to their huddle yet, but I have uh, interacted with some of the, the Sprague uh, students that are leaders in their huddle and yeah, we, we called the, the leadership team SALT, Student Athlete Leadership Team. So hmm. um, last year we had a handful of, of yeah. meetings, and, and then uh, last month we actually had a, a citywide uh, leadership training with all the schools that have huddles. And so, yeah, I've got to spend a little bit of time with some of the, the Sprague students, and yeah. it's just really cool because I can share with them. Like Seven years ago, I was, it was in your, mm. your uh, seats and, and where you're at right now, and yeah. uh, just getting to share kind of the impact that FCA had with me, yeah. um, and then because it, it yeah it really did start this journey of faith, it really changed my life, and yeah. so now to be full circle in that and getting to to help other students kind of on that journey, it's been really cool. And I hope and pray that this podcast you'll be able to share it with people and just yeah. it's your testimony, yeah, you know of of faith and and sometimes there is a. Uh, you know, you, you kind of go all in, then you go to college and maybe you veer away a little bit. Yeah. And then you're, you know, how God works through you to bring you back to the road, to the way, which mm-hmm. is Jesus. Yeah. And I think we all need to hear that. And I, I had my journey of faith as well. So, yeah. Well, Dave, this has been phenomenal to connect with you, hear your story. I, I can't wait to let people hear your story. It's really cool. Your journey of faith to, you know, marriage and being baptized a week before you got married. That's yeah. really cool. Those are really neat things. Yeah. I honestly think uh, your story is going to help guys to step up their game and go, mm-hmm. you know what? You know, if you want to get married, you're a young guy, you're in high school or college, you don't have to date for 12 years or seven years. You can yeah. actually go, you know what? I've been praying about this and I'm praying that you're the one and mm-hmm. actually make the decision to move forward and get engaged, get married. And, yeah. And yeah, have kids. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how does somebody reach out to you? What you want them to email you, call you, and I'll put in the show notes kind yeah. of uh the the way they contact with you. And I think just for the record, I think anybody who does reach out to you, I think you'll help change their life and give mm-hmm. them a really awesome perspective as a young guy, you know, loving the Lord and really desiring to to follow him. 
yeah, I'd, I'd love to just connect with anyone and, and come alongside anyone, just share more information, yeah. uh, disciple, yeah. any of that. Um, yeah, so my email that you can get a hold of me with is uh, dprosser at fca.org. Yeah. Um, so that's my FCA email. Yeah. Uh, and then phone number uh, is 503-510-5879. Awesome. Well, I hope somebody reaches out either yeah. email or phone uh, phone call. But uh, I will put those in the show notes so that way people can actually connect with you. Yeah. Love It'll be that. awesome to see what happens there. Well, brother, it's been good to connect yeah. with you. I'll be praying for you as you continue this journey of faith mm. because it's it's by faith. It's how we please God. Yeah. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And uh, your faith encourages me. I'm an older <laughs> guy, and I, but I'm still encouraged by where you're at. So good job. Well, thanks for being a part of our show. Thank you for you listeners out there that listen each week. Uh, please, um, again, subscribe, share, review. And if you'd like to be a, a donor one day, a, a Patreon donor, uh, you can email me at buddyp7 at gmail.com. We'd love to continue these podcasts, and it does take money to, to do these and uh, to share the good news of Jesus. So thank you again for being a part of this, and we'll see you next week.